Welcome back, guys. This is episode number 38. We talk a little bit about Afghanistan in this episode. Buckle up. There's a lot to go over. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, guys, to another episode here. So there's a lot that happened since last episode. I think it was last Wednesday. I put one out. A lot has happened. A lot of bad shit has happened. A lot of bad shit that was overseas, but says a lot about what's going on here in the United States, says a lot about what we think about ourselves, what we think our mission is as a nation, what we think the mission is of any nation. And it's not good. Obviously, I'm sure most people know by now what happened in Afghanistan, or at least a general summary of what happened. I'm not like an historian or an expert on Middle Eastern, you know, relations. I'm not an expert on United States relations with the Middle East. But I can see through some bullshit when there is some to see through. Everyone's blaming everybody. The right's blaming the left. The left's blaming the right. Political parties are warring against each other. It's creating more animosity, more divisiveness, which seems like what these politicians continually create and want. You have to ask yourself if politicians are continually creating situations and making decisions that are causing divisiveness among the citizen population. You have to ask if that's what they want. Is that their goal? is to make people like you and people like me who might be on different sides of the quote political aisle fight each other or are we eventually going to realize that they're trying to manipulate us into fighting and point our weapons at the people that are doing the manipulating not the people that are being manipulated on the other side of the aisle from you does that make sense that's what needs to start happening and situations like this give us an opportunity to do that instead of continually fighting our, tr- our ourselves with these trivial, stupid social issues that we often are manipulated into fighting ourselves over. Like all the bullcrap that Black Lives Matter is stirring up. Or all this social justice woke nonsense that they're doing to our children in schools. People on the right and the left, we want to fight each other. The voters want to fight each other. It's not the voters that are the problem at this point. It's the people we voted for. So I guess you could say at some level the voters are the problem because we voted these people in. But we're not God. We can't determine what they're going to do necessarily. A lot of these elections, as we know, are not necessarily fair. There's cheating going on. These people are corrupt. These politicians are corrupt. They want to destabilize us here at home and they don't care and they wanted they don't care if they destabilize entire nations abroad they don't care when they tell you that they care about climate change they don't care you might care they don't care it's a way to make money and manipulate you and to grab for power all these different crises whether it's covid whether it's climate change, whether it's, quote, white supremacy. All these different things. They don't give a damn about any of them. 
They use them to manipulate the crisis again so that we fight each other so they have an excuse to swoop in and take more control because we're unruly. We don't know how to get along. That's what's going on over and over and over again with all these issues. They don't care about women's rights. Remember when uh, Kavanaugh was wrongly accused of, of, of sexual misconduct? And all those leftists were protesting wearing like those red, uh, you know, whatever they're called, drapes from the, from the Handmaid's Tale and the hoods. And they were protesting against Kavanaugh because he's a rapist and he's a terrible right winger, et cetera, et cetera. As if they really cared about women's rights. How many of those people right now give a damn about what's going on in the Middle East with these poor women and children that are right now, as we speak, being ravaged by the Taliban? People as, as young as 12 years old, I was reading about today, are already days after they've hours after the Taliban's taken over for me recording this are being taken into sexual slavery by these people. And do you think that these leftists care? Have you heard one leftist complain about this? Have you seen one of them put those red handmaid's tail coats on in protest? As if rich and powerful, they did it to Kavanaugh because it's that was the symbol of rich and powerful men of taking positions of power and using it to abuse women, right? Again, wrongly accused Brett Kavanaugh. But that was the symbol they used. So they, they symbolized that with wearing the Handmaid's Tale cloak. You know what's more symbolic to the Handmaid's Tale plot? The Taliban and what they're doing to women and children right now. They're, a th they're a, an authoritarian theocracy that is coming in and taking women that were educated, you know, doctors and politicians, etc., and making them sexual slaves. You don't hear a word about that from any of these leftist politicians. You don't hear a word about it from any of these leftist pundits in the media. Why? Because they don't care. They never cared. They don't care if it happens here. They don't care if it happens abroad. As long as it gets them the power that they want over you, as long as it gets, if it gets, as long as it gets me and you to fight each other. And it works. They're good at it. They're good at manipulating people that way. They do it all the time. They do it with all of these issues. They lie about all this. Biden blames Trump and Trump blames Obama and Obama blames Bush, etc. Speaking of specifically what's going on with the Middle East right now, you could argue that what's going on right now, this specific instance, it's more Bush's fault than anybody. It's more Bush's fault than Obama. It's more Bush's fault than Trump. Trump is actually the least to blame out of that out of the last line of presidents since Bush. Trump is the guy, if any of those people, that not only didn't start a new Middle Eastern or conflict whatsoever in any other country, but he actually relinquished many conflicts that were happening because of Bush and Obama. Biden just re-ramped all of them up. And he's now pointing the finger back at Trump. It's unbelievable. Our intelligence communities are lying to us. The president's delusional and is buying it or in on it himself. 
they're trying to destabilize. Now watch them. They're going to start pushing for Middle Eastern, for all these Afghan refugees. They're already setting it up in Wisconsin here at Fort McCoy. They're already doing it at, a, at another fort in Texas that I was reading about, where they're going to start taking in hundreds of thousands of refugees into the United States. European countries are already panicking. They're having meetings of crisis without the United States. Places like UK and France I was reading about. They're panicking. Because guess who's going to take the first direct hit? Is Europe. Because we just abandoned all of them. We pulled out at the wrong time. You should have at least waited until the winter months because that's as far as what I was reading about and listening to, that's when the Taliban stop fighting is in the winter. That's when they go back in their caves and regroup. That's the trend. That's been the trend over the last 20 years. At least wait till January, February. But no, let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Biden went on air in his address. What was it? A month ago? Talking about this issue? Saying, oh, it'll be fine. The Afghani forces, the military, the men there, they've got it covered. They'll be able to ward off the Taliban. They can fend for themselves. Now, we've trained them for 20 years. How wrong How wrong can you be? How wrong can a guy be and still be president? He should resign. Oh, Biden should resign. The generals and the, 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 the military generals, those high up in various intelligence communities should resign. There should be mass resignations across the board. This is an absolute disgrace. Do you think this would have happened under Trump? Do you think he would have let this happen? Do you think he would have let the United States be embarrassed like this on a global stage and put our own country in more danger? This is a matter of national security as well because watch them try to push for these refugees as they already are, and they're going to continue to do that more and more and more in these upcoming months, of course, during a national global pandemic. Do you think they're going to be vetting those people for COVID? No. Do you think they're going to be properly vetting those people, making sure they're not Taliban forces sneaking in like they were terrible at doing with the Syrian refugees? You bet your you bet your ass they're not going to. Not only are they not going to, how do they? It's a pretty impossible task. But here we are. They just created this whole new problem when we already have enough problems at home. We already have enough problems around the world that we're already dealing with. It's unbelievable. Let me read this article. And before I read this article, I just want to say one thing I notice with all of these political decisions, I think they're not only deliberate, I think they're trying to disrupt and dismantle. They're trying to tear down the current system. Because remember, all these politicians are all globalists. They want to destroy the current economic system, not only here in the United States, but worldwide. So they can implement their 20, 30, Great Reset Global Economic Agenda to completely revamp the way the entire world works, both culturally and economically. They're already doing that. I think that's largely what the whole COVID thing is about. It's about destabilizing global economies so that they can further and more swiftly implement their new and allegedly, according to them, improved neo-communist style economic global system. If you don't believe me, these people have said this themselves. They're not hiding in plain sight. Look up the 2030 Great Reset Global Agenda. They say it all. The World Economic Forum, the UN, the WHO. 
our own government officials and intelligence agencies. They're all in on it. So I don't hesitate to assume and to at least beg the question and the thought that maybe this destabilization in the Middle East, how they did it, because it's so obviously wrong. They so obviously made the wrong decision. Everybody knew it. It was no surprise to anybody that maybe this was on purpose. Maybe they're trying to not only destabilize relations in Europe and in the Middle East as a result of this, give terrorists more power to prey on people's fears further, to destabilize more economies, to upset our allies in the Middle East like Israel further, but so that they can then bring that problem here, bring hundreds of thousands of unvetted refugees, put more people on the welfare, on our welfare programs, inflate the welfare, put us into further debt, put that burden to pay that off on the taxpayers. You can go down the list. Not to mention threats of further terrorist attacks that will undoubtedly come as a result of letting all these people in. It's like we've been down this road before. It's not good. Let me read this article from the Daily Wire. The title is, Biden said the mission in Afghanistan was never nation building. That's not what he said in 2001, though. Let me point this out before I read this article. All of this started, well, this idea of nation building, United States nation building started, you could argue, in like 1890. Then then Woodrow Woodrow Wilson really ramped this up. 1915 in Haiti, he sent a bunch of people. The the Haitian president was, was assassinated at the time. He sent in the Marines to take out the bad guys. Then what did we end up doing? We stayed for 20 years. What did that do to their government? Destabilize it further. Look at them now. Their president was just assassinated again. It never works, this nation building idea. George Bush said in this speech, it was, uh, hold on, I had it pulled up here. Give me one second, guys. It was his second, I believe. I believe second. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me 100% there. I think it was his second inaugural address. Here's what he said. He said, America's vital interests and our deepest beliefs are now one. From the day of our founding, we have proclaimed that every man and woman on this earth has rights and dignity and matchless value because they bear the image of the maker of heaven and earth. Across, which is not necessarily wrong there. Let's just wait. Across the generations, we have proclaimed... And by the way, here's what you see with a lot of these politicians. They use a lot of language and phrases and truths that are true and that most people will agree with, but then they use that to usher in some sort of radical agenda that most people will not agree with. And often many people miss that. So here he does the radical agenda, the globalist agenda coming up here in the speech. And listen to this carefully. He says, across the generations, we have proclaimed the imperative of self-government because no one is fit to be a master and no one deserves to be a slave. Advancing these ideals is the mission that created our nation. Okay, advancing these ideals, where? George Bush. Those ideals are not necessarily bad. Again, there's that truth that no one will disagree with. But what does he mean by that? Is he using the same vocabulary? 
He's, he can use the same dictionary, use the same language, the same physical words, but what does he mean by the words? What is, what is the messaging behind this? He says, it is the honorable achievement of our fathers. Interesting because George Washington himself in his 1796 address to the nation said that we should be weary of nation building and permanent alliances with foreign nations that we should focus our efforts here at home. Very specifically warned against that, George Bush. But according to George Bush, this is the achievement of our fathers right here. Now it is the urgent requirement of our nation's security and the calling of our time. So it is the policy of the United States to seek and support the growth of democratic movements and institutions in every nation and culture with the ultimate goal of ending tyranny in our world. Sorry, I think my mic just cut out there for a second. Anyways, he's giving a globalist impossible mission for the world or for our country in the world. This is not okay. This is not good. This is not healthy for any nation to do. It's not even possible. You're going to waste resources as we've seen, as we know now, 20 years later. You're going to waste lives. Think about the lives we spent, what, $80 billion trying to train up the Afghan army to, so that they can defend their own? For what? For them to only fall in two days to the Taliban. Two days. They didn't even put up a fight. And we're supposed to, according to George Bush, prop them up. Keep fighting when they won't even fight for themselves. Because, of course, it's our goal as an American nation to end tyranny in the entire world. So you see this happening. You saw this happen with Vietnam. You saw this happen in Haiti. This has been going on for over 100 years in the United States. This bullshit nation-building agenda, which is just a globalist agenda to not only inflate the American economy, to destabilize us at home even further, to weaken our resources and our and waste American lives, but to de destabilize other nations globally as it's always done every time we've done this. So if they keep doing this, knowing that this is what's going to happen, again, you have to ask, what is the goal? Is the goal the destabilization? Is the goal the destruction if these policies keep leading to the same destruction every time they're implemented? This is the question that needs to be asked over and over and over and over again with all of these far-left, neo-communist American policies. And we're not the only ones. Countries around the world are doing this as well. Most countries are falling prey to this crap. This globalist agenda that's destroying the world. They say it's about helping the world. It's not. It's destroying it. It's collectivizing and, and, and centralizing power and taking more away from you, which we'll get into in later episodes. How they're boxing you out. It's sad. But this is what's happening. We should have never been there in the first place. The Afghans weren't capable or willing to even fight for themselves. Nuts. All right, let me read this article. Back to Joe Biden. Sorry, I went on a little tangent there, guys. I'm kind of going on. There's a lot to cover with this. I'm kind of going all over the place here, so just bear with me. Biden said the mission in Afghanistan was never nation building. But of course, that's not what he said. Here's what Joe Biden said this week in his address. Our mission in Afghanistan was never supposed to have been nation building. President Joe Biden stated during his speech on Monday afternoon on the subject of the U.S. withdrawal 
from Afghanistan, it was never supposed to be creating a unified centralized democracy. I've argued for many years that our mission should be narrowly focused on counterterrorism, not counterinsurgency or nation building, he added. Now I agree, it should have been counterterrorism and counterinsurgency, and that should have been it, not nation building. I agree with that specific quote in and of itself. What we should have done after 9-11 is go and, and, and make a statement large enough, bomb the, as Donald Trump says, shit out of them, make a statement large enough to where they would never even think about attacking the United States here at home ever again. We didn't do that. Instead, we played house of cards with other world governments that we have no business meddling in that are only gonna waste our own resources when we clearly right now have far more problems at home. So I agree with this individual singled out quote that Joe Biden said in his speech, yes. But let's read on with the article. However, the claim that the objective was never quote nation building appears to contradict his earlier arguments regarding the goals of the war in Afghanistan. For example, in 2001, then Senator Biden said that quote, our hope is that we will see a relatively stable government in Afghanistan, one that provides the foundation for future reconstruction of that country. Doesn't sound like Nate, doesn't sound like a mere counterterrorism and counterinsurgency, does it? No, of course, Joe Biden's lying. Then in 2003, Biden spoke before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee on the importance of a continued presence in the region. In some parts of the administration, nation building is still a dirty phrase, Biden said, but the alternative to nation building is chaos. Oh, is it? Then what do you call this right now, Joe Biden, this nation building that we've done? Is this not chaos? A chaos that churns out bloodthirsty warlords, drug traffickers, and terrorists. You can't make this shit up. Their, 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 their contradictions are just so obvious. And yet they still want us, the people, to believe them on anything. They lie to us all the time. They lie to us when we have their previous words on recorded, on paper, or on video. They still lie and we still fall for it. One thing I hope with all of these crap going on this year, with the COVID debacle with things like critical race theory sweeping through elementary schools and universities even, with these foreign relations nightmares, humanitarian crisis that has been created by the Joe Biden administ administration. I hope that we just can stop listening to a damn word these politicians say. And this doesn't just apply to politicians on the right, this applies to, to politicians across the board and every one of these corrupt political parties, including the Republican Party. George Bush started this specific mess. He's, in a, he's a Republican, keep in mind, in case you guys forgot. He's a dirtbag globalist. It doesn't just apply to, left, to, the, to, to the Democratic Party, to the leftist party. We need to stop listening to these people. Don't give them a second of your time. They're worth nothing. They do nothing good, but take our money, waste it, waste lives, box you out, take away your freedom. Can we at least right and left learn that lesson this year? Probably not. 
I'm a pessimist about it, but all right, let's keep let's keep reading. These contradictory comments on purpose are simply further examples of the inconsistent rhetoric delivered by the Biden by Biden on the subject of Afghanistan, as explained by uh, Ben Zizloft for the Daily Wire. Biden quote expressed his confidence in the Afghan military's ability to de- to fend off the Taliban after the American military exit just over a month ago, as I was talking about before. Let me actually pull up that clip for you guys. I have it saved. Let me play it for you. I don't know how good of sound quality this is going to be, but here we go. Hold on, sorry. Technical difficulties once again. Here we go. They're not, they're not remotely comparable in terms of capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comparable. So what he's talking about, for those of you that don't know, he's comparing it to what happened in Vietnam. In Vietnam, the same thing happened what happened right now. Again, this has happened several times without, within U.S. history. When we go into countries with this nation-building agenda and terrorize the country as a result and leave people just, you know, hopeless and alone. So there's this famous picture in, in Vietnam where there's like the, it's like the last American helicopter leaving the country. And there's like just crowds of people swarming the helicopter, trying to hang on for dear life as they fly away. Cause they know they're going to be left there only to be further abused and tortured by the communist regime there in Vietnam that we failed to properly overthrow, similar to what we did with the Taliban. But according to Joe Biden, oh, there's no way that would happen again. The Afghan army is fully prepared. No, either Joe Biden got false information from the intelligence community, which then they should be fired, or Joe Biden's a liar in which he should resign. This is what we're dealing with, people. This is the kind of lies and deceit and arrogance from the political class. Now, Biden's like on vacation right now. He's at Camp David. Jen Psaki's on vacation. They don't give a damn. They don't give a damn. And now you see the guy that's filling in for Jen Psaki. I don't know if you guys saw this. He basically said he hopes that the Taliban sets up an inclusive and fair government now that they're in power in Afghanistan. What delusional world are you living in, buddy? What world are you living in? The Taliban said in a press conference, I think today, the Taliban spokespeople, spokesman, said that, oh yeah, he'll set up a fair government in which he'll honor humans' rights under Islamic law. Guess what? Women don't have rights under Islamic law. He knows a lot of us Western idiots don't know that. Or he, he knows we don't know that. Many of us. I guarantee you what you're going to see is a bunch of idiot, moronic, uneducated liberals, quote, quote unquote liberals, and even conservatives for that matter, who are going to believe what the Taliban's saying and start acting like they're somehow more tolerable than Trump supporters. 
you're going to see them you're going to see the left giving more grace to the worst one of the one of the if not the worst terror organization that's ever walked the face of the earth than trump supporters how do i know this because you already see this happening i've already seen this on twitter i've already seen this in leftist media good example look at what you, look at what the the department of homeland security just released a couple of days ago they released a list of the worst terror threats that plagued the united states in 2021 guess what was on that list or i should say guess what wasn't on that list radical islamists terrorists actual terrorists the Taliban was not on the list. Guess who was on that list? People who are skeptical of the vaccine. People who don't want to put masks on their kids. People who think that maybe churches and businesses, private small businesses, shouldn't be closed because of a virus with a 99.9 whatever percent survival rate. That's even less deadly to children. Those people are on the terrorist watch list. Guess who else is on the terrorist watch list? People who think that maybe there was something shady going on in the election, and maybe if we don't know for certain, we should at least prove it to find out for certain if there was. We should at least audit it to find out for certain if there was something suspicious and illegal going on. That's a terrorist threat according to to our own homeland security. Guess what's not going to be put on that list? Hundreds of thousands of refugees that they're going to try to bring into our home. That they're not going to properly vet. That's not going to be on the terrorist watch list. The audio just cut out on me again. I don't know what's going on today, guys. I apologize. I'm not going to re-record all of this episode. This is what you're getting been a long week i've been doing a lot of research on this stuff and it just pissed me off it should piss you off that our government is this incompetent that we've elected such horrible and untrustworthy leaders that don't give a damn about the humanitarian efforts that they want us to care about so much it's manipulation don't trust them don't listen to them they're lying don't listen to joe biden don't listen to these intelligence communities And quote, experts. They're politically motivated hacks who don't give a damn about you or me. And don't give a damn about what's about to happen to these victims of the Taliban. I also want to point out one other thing before I end this episode. What in the hell is the deal, if you guys saw the pictures, what is the deal with all of the people seemingly fleeing Afghanistan being abled body, middle-aged men. You see this? Remember that video of all of them chasing the plane as it leaves? All of them were middle-aged, able-bodied men. All of them that I saw. I saw pictures of people in planes fleeing. All of them able-bodied, middle-aged men. Every single video, piece of video footage I've seen of people fleeing the country have been middle-aged, able-bodied men. What about the elderly men? What about women and children? Where are they? You're just, they're just leaving them behind? Yep, that's what they're doing. 
because a lot of the other footage that I've seen of Taliban pointing guns at people and hitting people and whipping people and throwing people into cars, they were usually women or children and usually little girls if there were children. Lesson of the day. This is why able-bodied, capable, strong men are necessary for a society to function and thrive. Because if a real threat walks through the door, like the Taliban, for an extreme example, someone's gonna have to fight them off. And guess who's not going to be able to? Women and children. It's, it's, it's the man, it's, it's male's jobs to be able to fight people off. You're the protector, not only of your individual home, but of your country. And if you can't do that, your country will fall, which makes sense why the left who wants to destroy this country and is very open and vocal about that, wants to destroy the idea of masculinity. Toxic masculinity, it's so horrible and evil. I've talked about this before. It's a lie, and we're seeing what happens when weak, un in incapable, cowardly men plague a country. Evil takes over within days in this example, within a matter of hours. Don't be like that. Don't be like that. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. I appreciate it. Sorry about the audio issues with this episode. <sighs> we'll see you next time, guys.